Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Fantasy Sports Today is on the air here on SportsGrid. This is the second hour of our two-hour show right here on FST at SportsGrid on Twitter. Let us know if you're watching, when you're watching, and also how you are watching. A lot of different ways you can watch this show. But certainly if you're watching on YouTube, this is our second hour. Make sure you like and subscribe to our show. Set your notifications to on as soon as our show is over. And uh, our great editors and producers get it done for you. Then they'll send that thing right to you. You can watch our show every single day, Monday through Friday. We also have a weekend edition of the show coming up this weekend. You can watch us on Saturday morning and also Sunday night. You can catch Joe's show, Diamond Bets, also uh, this weekend as well. So make sure you check out SportsGrid for that. Uh, we have been kind of going through some of the NFL win totals coming up here in 2020. I feel like we're just kind of cruising along here. We have the schedule out, so we can dive into that a little bit this weekend and you know play that silly game of wins and losses and all that fun stuff, Joe. But I think the bottom line for for this season is that provided that all the teams are still playing in their stadiums, whether they're fans or not, I think we pretty much have a good idea as to who will be competitive this year it's just the question is which teams kind of come out of nowhere um, and make the playoffs and the other part of this too is that with the schedule changing and now that with 17 games I have to wonder to myself a little bit what week 16 and 17 are going to look like you have teams that are going to clinch it or not going to care and you have teams that didn't care in the past that will care yeah but I you also have the life lesson of you know look at what happened again with the Ravens they came out flat they rested everybody. Lamar Jackson didn't play in week 17. And two weeks later, they came out flat and they got their asses handed to them basically at home by the Titans. So yeah. so go figure. So, I mean, th- there's a lot of truth to that. And it's funny, Bill Belichick always takes a lot of heat for like, no, we're always going to play everybody. doesn't matter. We're just playing everybody. And I think you could say pretty safely a guy who's had a lot of first-round buys is Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And for the most part, I think, the strategy of always playing everybody works. Yeah, you run some risk out there, but you know what? It's football, and I think the bigger risk is coming out flat in these games, and we've seen it happen before. We saw it happen uh, years ago to the Colts, I remember, too. I mean, there's another big one there where they were a heavy favorite, and they, again, just came out flat, and next thing you know, <laughs> they're going home. So uh, it is going to be fascinating to watch. I'm glad that we're finally also ending things, too, with an uneven number, too, because that, that was always the thing for me, too. Let's, you know, being able to finish even, like, 16 games, really, like, you know, we should have 17. We should have, we should have, you know, so less you know if you're break. good or bad. There's no Yeah, I mean, like, the, yeah, the, the, the tiebreaker not, I mean, think about when we go into every year. Well, if this team wins and that team wins and then they lose and they know this guy's brother, then they might get in the playoffs, but only if they win by three or less. It's crazy. I mean, the tiebreakers are nuts. Ends up with like a round robin rock paper scissor tournament, and there's figure yeah, out who wins. Yeah. I like I like an uneven number. I mean, it should be an odd Listen, number. Listen, when, when people bet on sports, uh, the recommendation is is you know, look for maybe other people feel differently, but you know from being with me all last year, it's usually, it's usually a very small amount of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pick your best ones, and if right. you're gonna do it, you pick three. Why do you pick three? Because you want to. To have something defined at the end of the weekend. You went two right. and one. Okay, I did well. I went one and two. Okay, I did not. Going one and one every week is going to entertain you, but it's not going to win anything. And also, exactly. won't lose it. Yeah, so right. it's like, you know, I mean, you three is a good number for that. And I think it's good to have one even in the NFL, too, because at the end of the season, you can evaluate your team and not just stare at a 500 record. So I, yeah. think, that, I think that's No fair. more. No more. No more 500s. All right. So, look, I... Uh, Ranieri and I have been talking about this. It's really unfortunate that all this happened because I was going to go to the opening game for the Raiders in Vegas. I was really looking forward to this. Uh, I thought that this would be a big moment in sports. It was something that I could feel first ever big sporting event in Vegas on this level. It'll be something everybody remembers. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to do it now with everything that's well, happening. Well, let's not give up everything. I mean, it's a I long ways know, away. It's, September? It's not that far away now at this point. You know, I, September. I, I, I just doubt it. I want to go, but I doubt it. It would have to be there'd have, there'd have to be a vaccine. Let's just put it that way in order for me to go. Probably. My wife would never let me. Um, their total is set. Let's look at it. Total <laughs> she won't seven. let you go to the storage unit. Now she's going to let you go to Las Vegas. Unit, but I can go to Vegas. 
<laughs> seven and a half is the Raiders total at minus 105. The under seven and a half minus 115. The odds to win the AFC West are 12 to one. The odds to win the AFC Championship are 30 to one. I, I mean, I think the Raiders <laughs> will be a little bit better. I th- I thought the Raiders were making that run last year. They they basically had the playoffs handed to them. All they had to do was win a few games at the end of the season. They couldn't do it. Uh, their defense should be better. They had a wild draft of drafting all of these unpredictable type players. It tells you what Gruden thinks. He don't care. He's getting a lot of money. He's like, win now or, or don't well, win. Well, that ain't Gruden's thing. That's Mayock. Mayock has complete control of that, I think. I mean, I'm sure Gruden has input because he's Gruden. Well, they're playing to win now. Right. Well, of course, because Mayock is no spring chicken either. <laughs> you know, they're in this to win, and that's fair. But the problem is this division is a cluster, too. I want nothing to do with any odds of them winning the West or championship game because nobody's beaten the Chiefs. But the problem is now you look at who the other quarterbacks in this division are. It's Drew Locke besides Patrick Mahomes, and then it is Tyrod Taylor as of right now. So I don't think that's formidable. I don't think it's formidable either, which means that they're probably going to be hovering right around this win total, and that's why it's a stay away for me because I yeah. think this is dead on. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like either. I'd, I'd like to say over because of again the games that they lost last year, but they were just so unpredictable. They went on the road a couple times and won, and then they lost easy. Games. Every time you thought they were going to win, they lost. Yeah, every, every, they always played down or up to their competition. I feel like. Games who, where you're like, who oh, be the leading receiver on the Raiders this year. Oh God, Both Darren catches. Waller. No, actually, no. It's gonna be it's gonna be Renfro. Hunter Renfro is going to lead this team in catches for sure this year. Uh, I I will stand by that because so I think that just. PPR guy. Yeah, I think it's your PPR guy. I did not like is the Tyrell Williams back there. Yeah, he's still there, but I'm I got no no love for him. And I know they drafted Rugs, and I just I didn't get. I mean, I get it. Speed kills is the NFL, but I don't know, not man. Far. Not not with Carr and not with those guys on the board. I, I thought Lamb and Judy were really good. One, two, you could debate who you like better for what format uh, in terms of Raiders offense. They really needed one of those two guys. I know, and they had the chance to take either, and they passed, and I didn't get it. I just I keep scratching my head, and I don't understand why they did this. I don't understand how, but, I mean, in terms of who's going to lead that lead in catches, that team in catches, I think it's going to be Renfro. <laughs> That's not a bad call. I, pr- I probably would still guess Waller. I think, you know, it's funny. As the year as the year went on, Waller, I don't want to think it's all him necessarily. Oh, it's called but, watching film. It's called watching film. It's called, like, the words that, <laughs> right. Like, oh, but, they have this guy. He's good. They have this guy, right. And basically what happened was they then shut him down, and they had no other answer. And then you started Renfro started to come on a little bit there. But it was also right around the same time Josh Jacobs was hurt. So I think the whole offense just got way out of whack. So a healthy Jacobs is the most important thing to this offense, and that's gonna what's going to make it go. But I think that's the biggest problem I have. It's like you're looking and say, okay, well, how are we going to get Waller freed up? And it's like, is Ruggs really the guy to do that? Eh. Renfro doesn't really stretch the field in that way. He's a possession receiver. Well, Ruggs so, can. I just – this is his first year playing. It's hard to force him. can, but he ain't the same receiver. I don't know. He ain't the same guy from the from all of – Stuff I and I always try to do this. I always try to catch I mean, up he, on college football. Look, I mean, at Alabama, he just really came on his last year with and 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 he's a combine guy. You know, like he, well, that's, I, I hate the combine. I stuff, hate combine guys. I, I like the guys who do it in the, in the game. That's what I like. But look, this division right now is a little wide open. But I, I just named all of the the talent on the roster of the Broncos. You might not like the head coach, but that offense is deep. It's very deep. And the defense still has Von Miller on it. So, I mean, let's see who they are. If the Denver Broncos were that team that kind of surprised everybody, it would not shock me at all. I think that's one of the ones in that grouping of discussion for me. Okay, uh, let's move on to another team in the AFC West. We've got the Los Angeles Chargers. Their season win total is sitting right at eight. No advantage on the over or under at all. It's minus 110. Their odds a little bit better to win the West. They are seven to one. The Chiefs are clearly the favorite, and the odds to win the AFC Championship are seven to one. I guess, I guess for me, it's it's Rivers is not there. This is a huge change in the last decade of football with the Chargers, and I suppose if Rivers was there, I would know exactly what the outcome would be, which would be eight and eight, nine and seven. You know, guys getting hurt, losing the game late. Like this is what the Chargers do for ten mm-hmm. years. Maybe having Tyrod Taylor or or Herbert at some point changes that. But I mean, they have so much. Ta- they have uh, too much. They have, you know what it is? They have too much talent to bet under. But you have oh, so I don't little think faith so. to bet over. 
I'll bet under on the offensive line alone. That offensive line was dreadful last year. And it's going to get somebody else hurt, too. I don't know who it's going to be, if it's going to be Herbert or Taylor or somebody. I mean, it all seems like Herbert's going to at least not start week one. So, oh, yeah, no, it'll be a few weeks. Right. You're going to you're gonna give him, who knows, could be a couple months before he could gets be. the full. You could never be. know. I think this is a hard under. I think the Chargers are a team. I don't think you can necessarily uh, quantify when you lose somebody like Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers does not get enough credit of how good of a quarterback he is and how good of a career he's had. And I think they're he going is to now? have a, no the, a career he's had. I don't think he is now. Had. I think part of the reason he was not good last year was he had no time to throw the football. You watch those Charger games. You and I both know it was drop back. And I and, think he's done. Duck. Well, I let's see done. what happens because he's he landed in a situation the opposite, which is a really good offensive line with some decent weapons around him and a really good football coach in Frank Reich. So those uh, those facts are all valid. I just all really valid I facts. I don't know. I saw some ducks being thrown up there at the end. I don't know. There were, but I think a lot of that was just him being so rushed in the pocket. So for me, this is a hard under. I actually think you can make money with this one because they are going to lose two games to the Chiefs. I can tell you that right now. There's two losses right there. So – I think eight wins is asking a lot. I, I think actually that the Oakland Raiders in some ways are a better football team than the Chargers. I know Chargers have some players, but you mentioned too, this is a team that historically does not stay healthy very well too. And now Austin Eckler has to be the guy a whole year. We don't know if Austin Eckler could be that guy a whole year of 16 games. I think he can. I like but, Jackson, the backup. I'm going to take him in some drafts this year. Uh, I think Eckler is that guy. The fact, you know... It's okay as a late round pick in deeper leagues. If you're in a 15 team league, 14 team league, that, that I understand what I want. I think I think that guy's gonna emerge. I get to see it already. You, I get see I get see the wheels oh, turning. I, I know I know already some of the guys that I'll take at the very end. Yeah, yeah, not that they'll work yeah, out. You're, but you're doing that. I, I, I think I like Jackson. I'm just not taking like Montgomery. That That's the only guy I know <laughs> I'm definitely not taking. This no. you know it's ironic too. We were just uh, Do Pat not Mayo. sell me on that guy. I don't. Hey man, the one that's funny because we were going through stats on Pat Mayo show myself and in him. And he was one of the top guys in terms of getting the ball inside the five last year. Of course just, he was. He just couldn't score. He just couldn't score. <laughs> could not score. He gave me it five times inside the five. <laughs> this guy could not score from the one-yard line. It was a disaster. Oh. Hey, O-line's got to do its job, too. You know, you don't make holes. It's hard to get in. You're just a big dude. You should be able to fall in and get a yard. Tom Brady gets a yard. He's well, he ain't as big as, like, Derrick Henry's of the world. But that's a story for another time. But hard under for me on the Chargers. I think All you right. can make some Fair enough. I'm, uh, I'll probably be out on these two. But uh, let's do this. Uh, coming up next, it's time for our look, our daily look at a stadium and franchise and iconic players from there. And we're actually going to go to baseball for this one for uh, a team that no longer exists. And you know that there aren't many of those, so it shouldn't be hard to figure out what we're going to do. We'll have that next. And also, Gray Albright will join us from Razball.com. We'll go over the latest in Gray's crazy quarantine in California. And we'll be right back here with more SportsGrid. Craig Mitch, Joe Pizzapia. Two minutes. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back, Craig and Joe, here on SportsGrid Fantasy Sports Today. Every day, we take a look at a historical stadium and the players that played in it. And we've covered a number of stadiums, Joe, but we have not gone north of the border in some situations. We did cover the Toronto Blue Jays, and we went through all their greatest players and also the stadium that they played in. And I thought that we would continue that today and take a look at a team that, as I just teased, no longer exists. And... I kind of have to remind myself that they do exist. It's just that the location doesn't exist. They are the Washington Nationals. So I think I, you know, it was a little bit of a misstep on my part. It's uh, it's a team that's around. It's just different name, different city. But it, it certainly doesn't feel anything like it. No, it does not feel anything like it at all. Montreal, one of the most bizarre places that existed for baseball, but at a time was a hotbed of baseball. At a time it was super popular in the late 70s, early 80s, man. What happened? I mean, oh, 1994 happened. That's what happened. That, that A team that was on the brink of being great with incredible talent like Larry Walker, uh, Delano DeShields and Marquise Grissom oh, yeah, we'll and Ken Hill and all those guys. What yeah. happened? Do you think that the 94 strike is the reason 
No, it's absolutely the reason that because the they were just, just they up. were they were on they were basically that was the team they were starting to get traction with that team again because people hadn't gone there because they had been bad for a while, and what happened was by the time it all you know that team they they basically the fan base got alienated by that moment and like a lot of baseball towns in 1995 it was very tough to get people back and yeah. by that time it was it and it just never rebounded afterward and then what happened was it's not that that happened the fact that they couldn't cash in on that team they traded off all those pieces that's when pedro got jettisoned that's when Larry walker got moved on to colorado that's it basically you had everybody get moved on from i want to say uh marquis Grissom ended up with the uh the braves i believe uh, got yeah, sent away there. Yeah. So, I mean, basically over the next two years, that team got completely dismantled. So it was another rebuild and they just could not handle the fan base. Couldn't handle that again. They were good. They were ready to be good. And it just died down and it never came back, unfortunately. Yeah. And it was one of the all time, if not the worst yet incredibly fun building ever that I've been in to watch baseball. It was horrendous, but so it was like the guilty pleasure. It was the evil dead of major league baseball. And they still play games there. In the, in the in the spring training. Oh, and I love it. It's so good. It's so fun to watch. Uh, but I'll, I'll get right. into my Montreal yeah. story in a, in a later okay. on. Okay, so we can do that. All right, so here it is, Olympic Stadium in Montreal, and home of the Expos. Right now, they have an MLS team playing there. Didn't even know that. Thank you, Brett. Opened up in 1969. <laughs> that big goose egg is for World Series championship. So uh, before we get into the players, uh, that's the deal with Montreal. Uh, you teased the story, so we're not let's let's do the story before we get to the players. All right, let's do the story. So the year was 2001. It was August of 2001, believe it or not, and uh, there were a lot of rumors about the Expos being contracted at the time or moving or something was going to happen to the Expos. So my cousin and I, who always did ballparks tours together, said, "Hey." Let's go up there and let's see them before they go. We go up to the border of Canada. Border Patrol stops us. And, you know, they ask you all the questions. Are you carrying anything? Blah, blah, blah. Reason for being in Canada. We're here to see the Expos. The guy, I swear to God, goes, <laughs> no, seriously. Why are you in Canada? We're here to see the Expos. And he gave us this look and said, all right, move along. So we move along and we go. And it is a very weird thing to get to Olympic Stadium because you have to go only underground to get to it. Is the only way to get you can't walk from the outside and into the building you have to go into the underground in order to get there so you're not used to being outside and then walking to a stadium you're walking through this weird series of tunnels the first thing i, I see when i get there is a very weird cover band singing madonna's holiday i swear to god this is as i'm getting into the ballpark so weird there's also a dunk tank where you can dunk some random guy and pay five bucks i don't know what it was for and i'm thinking this is the strangest thing ever uh, you get to the seats. I like it. And you have you ever been in this building? Or no? I've never. No. Okay. So the seats basically are two, uh, you know, whatever in your mind of, of the worst possible 1970s plastic. And I know you've got an oh, image in your head of this. Yeah. It's one triangle. You'll, I don't, it's not even a shape. It was triangular-esque shape for your ass. And then another for your back. And they're hovering in midair with this long strip of black connecting them. And there's no armrest on one side. Only one side has an armrest. And it is a thin black piece of metal. What people did instead of clap was, because no one was there, they would bang the two seats next to them that were empty simultaneously and dun, 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 dun to make sound. Okay, people didn't clap. Nobody was cheering. They would bang the seats. That's what people would do. It is the weirdest hot dog I've ever eaten. It was good but weird. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what kind of weird French-Canadian sorcery they're doing to it, but it did not taste like an American hot dog. Uh, also, is the only place in my whole life that I ever caught a t-shirt from the t-shirt cannon because I was the only oh, guy in the section. Celebrate. It was amazing. I caught a Molson t-shirt. I was like, yes, this is so Canadian. Do you still have it? I still have it, my friend. I will bring it if you want. I will remind me on Monday show. We'll bring Next it up. week. Uh, but the the fun part was it was also when Adam Dunn got called up. I think that weekend, uh, and I got to see him. They were playing the Reds, so I got to see uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Got to see Vlad Guerrero still playing with the Expos at the time. And I'll tell you, man, it was the most bizarre place. And last bit of the story, and then we'll move on to the players. Uh, we were, there was nobody within entire sections, right? I mean, we're talking like hundreds of people right. at the game, not thousands. We're going down to the field level. There's literally no one in the entire section. We're just watching batting practice, my cousin and I. The usher lady comes over to check my ticket. 
And I yeah, said, I said, listen, right. lady, <laughs> like I understand they're paying you, but it's batting practice. I'm just sitting here. And she's in French wagging her finger at me like the Kanbei Matumbo saying, no, 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 you'll see this over there. And I had to move my seat. <laughs> I said, come on. And literally like one they section do that. back. That's crazy. I don't know why. Why? Why are you hassling me? I just paid to be that. in this they, place. They like want to make sure that you know that you have to buy that ticket to sit in that spot. I understand. But I mean, literally no one in the entire section. Of course, I went back down there like, just on principle. But it was it was a very weird weekend of baseball. We saw two games there against the Reds. I was gonna say you saw two games. That's cool. I did. Well, if you're gonna go, you might as well go. You have to, you do like, you have to soak it all in. But it was so weird. It it felt like baseball on another planet. And they have like the you know like you buy the souvenirs and stuff in the souvenir shop. They actually sold UP vitamins. Now you remember UP, right? Of the course, weird. Yeah mascot yes i don't know what's in the up vitamin they also sold up cough syrup also very weird i of course buy that would have been good for this pandemic i i bought the up cough syrup all right (laughs) and and the vitamins because this is how crazy i am and my best friend and i when we got back to the states whenever we would play madden if somebody lost they'd have to eat a up vitamin that was that was the thing the winner the (laughs) the winner got to pick the color that's it that's the wager because you never knew what was in it maybe it's good for you maybe it's not well, I don't know. Cold story. I miss Montreal. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Here are the best players all time in the history of the Montreal Expos. Uh, my bi- my good buddy Andre Dawson. We'll have to yeah. get him on to talk about this. One of the best ever. Great. Um, Hall of Famer. One of the best players in my era that I saw play. I have to say he's he's on a very short list of talent. Uh, Tim Raines, of course, who I took in this uh, le- uh, fantasy league legends draft. He's my leadoff hitter. Vladimir Guerrero, Gary Carter. Uh, Larry Walker, and then uh, the pitcher to me, it's got to be Steve Rogers. I mean, just in terms of data, Steve Rogers stacks ahead of Randy. He stacks ahead of Pedro. There's one other guy you're forgetting, though. Steve Rogers is the guy in terms of pitchers for the Expos. Charlie Lee? Ah, El Presidente, Dennis Martinez. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, Dennis Martinez is the guy that comes, that's my childhood. You think ahead of Steve Rogers? No, no. But but he's number two in in that... all-star uh, rotation. You know, you go back and look, Dennis Martinez was a pretty damn good pitcher for quite a while. He was. <laughs> he didn't spend his whole career there, though. I think no, he did not. He did not, but I, w- I always think of his best years there. I but would, Steve Rogers definitely the guy. Ken Hill was pretty good for that short run, You know too. what? He w- That in 94, I think he was oh, phenomenal. It was Ken thing. Hill and Pedro Martinez leading that rotation in 94. And uh, th- uh, there, there is a, a MLB Network special about that team. Yeah, and I the subsequent yeah, Cliff Lloyd was on uh, was on those. Teams. Yeah, and I mean they were primed. And then what happened was when they came back, the ownership said, "Nope, we're not going to pay any of these guys. Sell it off, rebuild." And the fan base rejected. And you know who the ownership was? Um, was it the Labats people at the time oh, or no? It was uh, Jeffrey Loria. Oh, you're right. It was Jeffrey Loria. You're right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Gary Carter is a guy for me, too. I mean, being the Mets fan that I am, great memories of him. But when I think of 80s catcher, it's Gary Carter and everybody else for me. Um, Vlad Guerrero Jr., too. I mean, Johnny Bench was in the 80s a bit, no? Nah, towards the end. I mean, Bench is the 70s. You know, Johnny Bench, I think, retired in 83, I want to say. The reason why is because the baseball bunch, you know. Oh, I, I had all the baseball bunch on VHS. I, I remember ESPN2 used to run them, and I had the VCR set to tape all the baseball bunch. And my mother always used to make fun of me because whenever I was sick as a kid, that was the go-to. She knew, like, it's like, all right, just just go inside and go watch your baseball bunch. And I'd watch them all. I don't know why. I'd love to see them bring that show back. It was a fun show. It was corny and cheeseball, but it was great. So I, I we haven't had a chance to talk. So, okay, so Marquise Grissom is also on the list of people that we didn't mention. And then there's mm-hmm. another key one here, and that's Tim Wallach. Ah, and so, Galarraga, that same era, Tim Wallach. So and Tim Wallach, of course, was the Marlins uh, bench coach last right. year and the year before. And the year before. And he <laughs> retired. Well, he didn't retire. He wants to be on the West Coast. But you got you to gotta get this. So Tim Wallach spent a couple of days at the Marlins camp. And I saw him. And literally, man, in front of everyone, walks over. I mean, Donnie Mattingly was there. The president of the Marlins was there. Sees me. He goes, Craig, what's up? <laughs> uh-huh. He goes, Thanks again for the money. I'm like, 
what, what? is he talking about? And I like just froze. And he's like, the guillotine league, man. The guillotine oh, league. Thanks nice. for the dough. I'm like, oh, man, you won that thing? He's like, yeah, we weren't paying attention. I'm like, oh, my God. This is the same God. guillotine league that last year was a second. Yes, year. yes, yes. So now, I, but but his, his son's name was on the team. And I'm like, I uh, thought Chad was the one who was raised. Like, oh, it was all me. It was all me. I'm like, Tim Wallach embarrassed I want in a guillotine league this year. I want, I want to try my hand in that bad boy. I just said I, I wasn't going to do it with Ziegler. I'll have to say that I want to then. I will, let's get in there. I will do the draft I know, with but you. Joe, the draft was a nightmare, And it's man. a super flex. It, it'll be fine. I'll be yeah, ready. It was not fine. Who's, who's the champ of the super flex? Flex league. No, it has nothing to do with that. The draft was five and a half hours. Hi, it's a football draft. It should be two and a half. No, it's an auction and it's online. That's it's okay. No I fun. love auction. It's my favorite. You're going to do all, five hours. I'll do five hours for, for right, auction. Well, then I'll tell them you're in. You put the money in. I will in. not be doing a five-hour draft. You you stake me. I'll win you money. We'll split it 50-50. I mean, I'll be involved like the first hour or two, but it was nuts. I was driving, like bidding. It was horrible. Like I was like, oh, Keith Keenum, $2. Uh, uh. It was a hard nightmare. Superflex is my jam. I'm Mr. Superflex. You know that. Let's do it. I'm in. And I've never done the guillotine, so I, I want right, to see I'll how this tell, I'll tell Brad that we want to do it. Yeah, tell Ziggler. Tell him hell's coming and I'm coming with I'll it. I'll never you forget Tim Wallach for embarrassing you like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, we'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today. We'll be back with Ray Albright of Razzball. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Gray Albright for this segment here on the show. You know Gray, of course, from Razzball and Razzball.com as we close in on what looks like it could be a 2020 baseball season. Potentially, we will know the answers to that, I believe, uh, next week. I think that we're going to get some good clarity on that. Uh, but before that, you know, Gray, it's really interesting. I mean, the news of the week seems to be uh, this insect that's murdering other insects you know i feel like that's probably a bigger story than anything else yeah and now we're in uh we're, we're into uh what is the uh, i forget how many how many plagues are there again <laughs> we're Seven? into like the Ten? yeah i so we're into like the third plague now i uh i i forget where the murder hornets lands on the plague scale but we're there we're into you're murder all over hornets. the murder hornet you're a big fan <laughs> i am I actually, you know, I went to school with a murder hornet. Really? <laughs> I, yeah, I had a good friend who was a murder hornet back in high school, and uh, and, and we 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 parted ways. But I'm glad to see he's doing well. Um, it's like catching up on Facebook with an old friend. Hey, look at murder hornets. Yeah. I I, I, uh, I I don't like flies to be honest. So murder hornet or not they're not my cup of tea but i i did see the news yeah yeah i have a feeling when this is all over there's going to be something else to scare us you know like i don't think this is gonna be so clean i, we get... I know like we thought the uh coronavirus was uh the worst things could get and then they came out with giant bugs that were carrying knives yeah it's uh it's interesting for sure <laughs> So so what so what has the last week been for you? Any new reading? Any new movies? Let's let's catch up. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, so this past week I watched The China Syndrome and I watched Silkwood. I had like it was a little that was like a great one. I remember that. Yeah, it was a uh, we did a because I had never seen them. Uh, so I was like you know, and I've actually seen a lot of movies. Uh. To be quite frank, I, and I hadn't seen those, so I was like, "Let's go, let's watch these uh, old school jammy jams." So I liked, uh, I actually liked China Syndrome a little bit better. It, it held up a little bit, uh, a little bit better. Um, Silkwood was okay. It was kind of like, uh, you know, it felt like it was just a, it was a character piece from like the 
early 80s about a 70 about a uh, an activist in the 70s so it was like a period piece already at the time and then they were showing something that was uh, you know 10 years earlier and it kind of was just like eh, it was okay i mean it was fine i mean meryl streep's great obviously um per russell was good in it Cher was in it who doesn't love Cher? she's good she was good i, I feel like Cher. didn't she have like her retirement tour and like didn't she's coming back again or something yeah, you know, Cher was a uh, she was a crush of mine back in the '80s. I loved Cher. It might actually that might explain how I'm into uh, older women, huh? I gotta talk to my shrink about this. I uh, yeah, no, remember like the turn back the clock, Cher? When if she I can came... turn back time. Oh yeah, turn back time when she's on she the boat. Back... She's on the ship dancing around with her boyfriend. Remember that? I remember that. Oh, my God, it was so Fox. Do you remember that guy? Who he was? I mean, Cher on a naval ship dancing around in like a, a thong. She was a thong. She wore a thong before it was cool. I mean, my God, I could still honestly, I could still think about turning back time. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Hands off, Greg. Um, <laughs> listen. The the guy that she was dating, I think that she met him in like a bagel store or something like that. The story. Yeah. Does that yeah. sound familiar? Yes, like uh, I I want to say like Rob, <laughs> right? It could have been. I mean, I don't remember the guy's name, but I remember he like either worked at a bagel place or or something. I, they just like ended up hooking up and. Yeah, I pro I remember his name because I was uh, I was wishing murder hornets on him. Well, so I, so I could... <laughs> you were ahead of, you were ahead of your time. <laughs> on yeah. him and him and Marquez and Herman Marquez, you were ahead of your time. <laughs> I know, right? Herman Marquez is gonna be interesting in Arizona. Don't sleep on him. <laughs> yeah, you know the the interesting thing is that with uh, you know kind of turning over to the baseball discussion, at least what I've heard in the last twenty four hours is is even though they are playing potentially in their home ballparks, that realignment I think is real. I think that we could be headed toward that. Yeah, well, that was the, uh, I feel like I've asked you this before, but why is it that we're doing a realignment just because, oh, because they're going to be playing in only Arizona? Is that why they're saying? Uh, no, they just are going to limit travel, basically, from east to west coast. It, honestly, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh -oh. I mean, they're still going to have to fly. Right. Uh, the, the Yankees are going to have to fly to Miami, and Miami's going to have to fly to New York, you know, like and the Mets, and the Phillies, and and my and the Rays. I mean, they're going to make a schedule, I guess, that's going to limit it. I suppose if you think about it, mm -hmm. if the Yankees are in the same division with the Marlins and the Rays, they and, and play each other, you know, eight times, they go into Florida for a week and then take a bus. So, I mean, that's part of, I guess, what they're thinking is. But I heard that that is real. And a couple of players who I've talked to seem to think that there is going to be a designated hitter, the universal designated hitter. Another, that's another one where I'm like, what? I don't know. I, I mean, I guess if they're going to do, like, say Toronto is in the same division as Miami. That's right. If you're going to do that, I guess you got to do a universal DH because otherwise it's like, what, when we're in Miami, we're playing with just pitcher with pitchers hitting and then well, they do interleague but this will be permanent so it's yeah yeah no i'm saying probably this way and the rosters will probably be expanded so yes it's, otherwise sure. it's so hard to figure out like universal dh it's like huh I, you're you're trying to you're trying to make a situation better for the uh you know for baseball to come back and then you're adding the universal dh it's so confusing well well the way the, immediately 15 players will have more value than they had a month ago or two months ago i mean that's for sure because the nl is going to have an, an extra hitter and then if they expand the rosters i think you go from 15 players being more valuable to maybe 25 or 30, maybe even more, because that means that, that instead of a 25 or 26-man roster, you're going to have extra guys there. Right. So, I mean, look, it's still all very preliminary, but at least from my understanding of, of what's being discussed or what's being posed is that they want to play in the home parks because they do want to have fans there. Again, now, maybe not in July, but maybe in August or September as That's a possibility. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, you know there's going to be it's going to be in the stadiums because they're 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 going to want to bring fans back at some point 
so if it if the uh, environment, if the coronavirus, if the pandemic allows it, they're going to be able to bring. If they're able to bring people back in September, they're not going to be like, well, now we're going to go back home because right. we can fans back. So they're going to, yeah, I mean, that makes sense that they want to play in their home parks because this way, and plus everything is already situated for them to, you know, clubhouses and it just Well, that's what makes sense for spring training too. That's why like you couldn't have them all in Arizona because then, you know, they wouldn't have their spring training facility. It didn't make sense. Yeah, no, exactly. No, the teams have to be, they have to be where they're going to be able to be for the entire time. Like they can't get to middle of August and be like, okay, we're going to, we're going to ship everyone back home now. Like that isn't going to happen. Wherever they start is where they're finishing. And if they're going to start in, you know, Arizona and Florida, then they're going to stay there. Or if they're going to start in their home parks, which is probably more likely the case, because like we just said, I mean, they have to be able to accommodate fans if we're able to get to that point, which, you know, who knows? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, what I would speculate next week we'll have a plan. And I would speculate not next week, but the week after that, they would be telling the players to report. I think that's, that's that gets getting that close. So right. yeah, no, I mean, definitely at a certain point, like very soon, they have they to decide. decide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have to. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get into uh, June without a plan, and then you're going to be like, we, <laughs> yeah, no, they have to decide. You know, like uh, Trevor Plouffe uh, was saying, I saw that some yeah. nonsense. Yeah, he was saying some nonsense about like they're going to decide on this date and it's going to and the season's going to start on this date. It's like, well, you know, I mean, you don't have to have connections to anyone or have any sort of like or, like crystal ball to know these things. Like, obviously, you have to know by middle of May to start by middle of June to have games begin by beginning of July. Like, that doesn't take a, a, some sort of like. That's not breaking news. I mean, no. Oh. And listen, if if he could get the exact date, then I think that that would be reporting. Right. But, but just yeah. with randomly just throwing darts, I could do the same thing. So could you? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying for the last month that July Fourth is the time because. And it seems real. That seems like I mean, the, the realistic yeah. time. Baseball loves to be patriotic. I mean, you expect like you know July Fourth. It's like uh, you know the president throws out the first pitch at the Nationals game. The season's underway. Away we go. You could see that happening. That doesn't mean I have any sort of, like, insider information. I mean, that just makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, have you left your house at all in the last two months? Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't left this room. <laughs> <laughs> You'd never know. You, 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 literally, you legitimately have not walked outside. No, I do. I have a dog, so I walk okay, so dog twice a day. But, like, have you d- driven anywhere? I did. Actually, yesterday, for the first time in about six weeks, we took a ride. Uh, oh, good for you. Uh, it, was, uh, it was actually it was a little bit uh, depressing because I expected the roads to be totally empty and no one to be around, but I was like, I saw all these people. I'm like, wait a minute. Was I the only one quarantined? <laughs> All right, and that will do it for this edition of Fantasy Sports Today, our weekend edition. Thanks to everybody watching all week long. For Gray Albright, my co-host Joe Pizzapia, I'm Craig Mish. We'll talk to you again on Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Have a great weekend, everybody. See ya. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe here with you as we wrap things up here on this Friday. Another fun week of shows. Great to have Joe Pizzapia back on the program talking some sports, fantasy sports, chopping it up a little bit. And you'll be able to catch us again this weekend. A one-hour edition of Fantasy Sports Today will air Saturday. It will air Sunday. It's it's not necessarily a best of. We do highlight some of the things that we do during the week. So those of you who miss our shows and you don't feel like going and 
watching YouTube. I get it. Some people like watching live TV. And if you do stay on Sports Grid all weekend long, you'll be able to see some of the great things that we do during the week, some of the fun that we have, and also give you new, fresh content. Specifically, on Saturday show, Sunday show, we'll have our opinions on what we think are the like marquee games of the NFL season and maybe from a fantasy perspective how they affect them we'll also have the fantasy birthdays for the weekend I know that you guys like to know whose birthday it was on Saturday and Sunday so we'll cover that as well uh story yesterday that that busted out late in the afternoon Joe that uh, the NBA MVP Giannis had his uh, social media account hacked uh basically prompting an investigation Mm. by the Milwaukee Bucks and uh, there are people out there, Joe, who will hack your account. That's why and, you haven't joined Instagram, I know. Uh, that is not. But <laughs> I, I have I have briefly told this story before. Brett, is, uh, our producer, is well aware of it. But for your purposes, I don't believe that you have not heard it. And I haven't told it in a while. So I thought I would get your... I, I will tell the elongated 10-minute version of this one. I'll tell the short version of this one. <laughs> And you will not believe that this is true, but it okay. indeed is true. All right. So uh, back on, in late February, and I know because I have not reset some of my emails and I still see them here on the computer that I haven't put my uh, new email password. Back in late February, I got a direct message on Twitter. And I'm wondering if it's the same hacker. I'm going to ask him. I'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> was, I'll get let me that. get Craig Mish first. I'll and get then that's the path to I, I was I, I was I received a direct message from a major league baseball player. Okay. And the major league baseball player asked me to participate in uh, a promotion for a new sneaker line that he was going to be involved in. <laughs> okay. And I and I and I said, well, I mean, I did think it was a little weird that he asked me, but think about the position that I'm in. So, like, a, a, you know, a player asks me to do something and I'm, I'm going to help, you know? I mean, who knows what that could lead to? A, an interview here on the show or something it wasn't else? It Earl Thomas, thank goodness. It was an NFL it was guy. It not Earl Thomas. And I don't want to expose him because it's just... No, I, no, no. The names will remain out of this. I really, don't, I really don't want to expose a player because he's, he's very young and he made a mistake and... Yeah, yeah, come on, let's happen. So, so, whatever. So... So I get the direct message. So right. someone slides it, in your DMs. Yeah, it's in the DMs, Joe. It's hey, and okay. So what? What's my response? Sure, I'll help. What are we gonna do? Just do me a favor. Sign up to get the sneaker sent to your house. Okay. When do I wear them? Uh, we'll we'll hook up. I'm like, well, we'll do it at spring training. Okay, sounds good. Well, next Wednesday, perfect. It seems innocent, right? So, so he sent, sends me the link. Uh huh. Click on the link. Enter your uh, email. I put my email in. Create a password. I put my password in. Within 10 seconds, everything I have is gone. My Twitter, my email, uh, everything, gone. Can't access anything. It's all finished. He's got control of my Twitter. He's got control of my Gmail. He's got control of my uh, all my accounts, everything. And who knows what it would have been in the future, but he had every single thing of mine. And I am flat out freaking out. I'm like, wow, I'm done. This guy's got, I'm like looking at my bank accounts, trying to change my banking information. My, um, I'm canceling my credit cards. I'm doing it all. And, 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 I, and, I, and I start to get a couple of things back just by having, I did not have enough uh, protection on my passwords and stuff like that. That is a very high recommendation for me in the future. Uh, if you don't, change your stuff, get the two-factor authentication, anything you possibly can to protect yourself. So, Joe, 30 minutes goes by, and I just take a shot, you know? Um, I start, the guy, you know, texted me the information because uh, he said, what's your cell What's your cell phone? Here's a cell phone, sent me the link. That's how it happened. Um, this isn't I, Lewis Brinson, right? No, it is not. I wish it was. Dan Brinson. So, basically, what happened was, Joe, I start texting him. I'm like, look, Bro. I'm just a regular guy. Can we work this out? You know, like, please, man, can you give me back my Twitter? Can you give me back my email? Like, well, I mean, well, I didn't know what else to do. And we start to talk via text. I'm not giving you back nothing. That's not what I do. You know, now I got you. And I'm like, oh, my God. Was this God. the guy that, like, you said something about and he's getting back at you? No. Just a random uh, – the, the person hacked the player first. 
Ah, so the person hacked the player and then started using that player to get to other people and get to. Wow. I guess you should realize, like, you're, like, kind of famous now. So that's kind of cool. Well, he well, I guess I had more followers than a lot of the people that he was following. So long story short, I convinced the hacker to give me all my stuff back after like an hour. Like we just are talking and talking and talking. And I'm like, oh, it's cool. I love your hustle. You're great at what you do. Dude, I am like blowing them up. I'm like, you're the best. Oh, you're going to be amazing at this. And we become chatty. Now, unfortunately, my Twitter was already done for because um, with Twitter, once you're hacked, if you if you send an email to Twitter saying you're hacked, they lock your account. You're done. You're finished. Okay. Eventually, I got it back a few days later. I reactivated it. But I didn't have it for a few days. But he sent me my Gmail account, sent me everything back. And the only condition, he's like, look, I'm going to do this for you because you're a father, you got kids, and I don't want to ruin you. I'm going to do it under one condition and one condition only. You got to make me a, a promise. I'm like, listen, I'll do whatever you want. Just give me, just give me all the stuff back. He's like, look, I want your Disney Plus account. <laughs> he could see. He saw all the accounts. He had he had access to every single thing. Netflix. Uh, I had to cancel Venmo, PayPal, bro. He got everything. Every wow. single one of my stuff. Every single one of my things. I'm freaking out. Like I have bank accounts with money that this guy could take. He, he just I mean, wants I'm, Disney Plus. He's I'm just texting. really I'm into the How much did you Venmo yourself? How much did you Venmo yourself? Ten thousand? Five thousand? Like Joe, think about that. That's the first thing that you would think somebody would do. Log into my account. Got my Venmo. Send ten thousand yeah. to somebody. Right? He didn't right. do any of it. He said, the only thing I want, um, and I'm, I'm like, wow, you didn't do the Venmo? He's like, nah, I'm not about that. I'm like, okay. What's but he about? What's he I don't, about? I don't, I don't, honestly, the thrill of doing it. It's the thrill of doing it and showing his friends, I guess. He was a kid, a young kid, 20 years yeah, old. Because, I was going to say 20. He's probably 15. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's even younger. I, I never got yeah. the exact age. But so he uh, so he says, I'm not, I don't, please do not change your uh, password and username for Disney Plus. I want to have full-time access for Disney Plus. I'm like, bro, you got it. To this day, he, the hackers got my Disney Plus. Wow. Wow. That, that my is daughter, a- my daughter a few weeks ago was like, uh, there's a weird email on this Disney Plus. Do I change the account? I'm like, nope. It's nope. for the hacker. It's the that's, hacker. That's, that's hacker. That's, that's our hacker. Oh, but that is a, that was a crazy story. So the hackers asking me, "Hey, who should I hack next? Who should I go after? And you know, who, who do you think would do?" It? I'm like, "Well, listen. Well, there, I will tell you now: do not hack any Major League Baseball players because they are going to crush you. Do, do not like they were going to yeah. go after you and find you. Find right. another sport. Do not take baseball because they <laughs> well, got. I mean, do you not know what happened with A Rod and everything else? Like, do not do it, man. They will come no. after you hard. Well, I mean, number one, you've reached a certain status here in your life, which is very impressive. Very impressive that you it wasn't were in- about that. No, no, but but on top of which, I mean, it kind of I don't know, man. It's it's kind of a, a very sobering tale about also uh, not taking weird shoe endorsement deals because that's just there's nobody that's stupid. Wants to I was stupid. Oh, look, I was stupid. What? I mean, of all the things, a shoe endorsement, like, like it did make me think. Like what I, shoe I would you be endorsing? Them. Like like it would be like kangaroos. No, like, I'm trying to think, like, exactly right. That's a good right. point. I'm stupid. <laughs> look, I I will take full blame for it. I should have. And and I should have figured out that he hacked the other guy because he had changed his profile. I didn't even look. I did not even look. It's my fault. I, I got to take full responsibility for it for not being more careful. But I will say where I'm not where the responsibility that I would take that I would give advice to everybody in these situations. It's not about being dumb and being, you know, because look, common sense is one thing. But when someone goes to lengths to try and get you, sometimes they're going to get you. But if you protect yourself then you wouldn't get got, which is what happens. I love that you Definitely. talked him into it again. I, lo- I, lo- I love I love. I, I talked to him. It chain. must have been an hour. Can I talked we, to him can for we, an hour. Do you have the text chain still? I do. That, that would be miraculous. We should, we should do a little bit of theater, a little fancy sports day theater. I you play it. Greg Mish. I play the hacker. Oh, it's amazing. We and and you know what? This. Like 20 minutes in, he gives me back uh, Gmail. 20 more minutes in, he gives me Venmo. 20 more minutes in, he gives me – like it's like we're like building up to a crescendo. The worst I ever had was somebody stole my account and ordered a bunch of Uber Eats stuff. And I had to call my bank and say, uh, hey, number one, I don't live in California. Number two, I've never used Uber Eats in my life. And, of course, they had to send me the new debit card and all that stuff. So, obviously, you know, somebody must have picked it up somewhere when I was traveling and got the number and stuff. But it's kind of funny. I was like, how did, how did it end up in California, number one, a place I haven't been to in a long time? And number two, 
it's funny, like that's it, just just using it to eat lunch. Like that's what they I'm, t- I'm telling you, some of the hackers, they're just they're well, they I just like the thrill of like well, spending. But you a also buck. kind of stay under the radar, right? Like you know, thirteen dollars here, twenty five dollars there. I guess it I, I, I suppose that's fair. You know, as opposed to like, oh, somebody bought a Lamborghini. <laughs> but like but that. I'm telling you now, like it doesn't shock me at all with Giannis, and I'm telling you, knowing what I know now about these hackers. They didn't they just want him. your Disney Plus. That's that's what no, you want. Giannis, I'll, say, I'll that, say right now, we don't know the story, but I guarantee you that Giannis, I'll make a prediction. I don't know as a fact, was complicit with the hacking, that he got hacked by by going it. along with something mm-hmm. that that this person did. Some I, girl I just slides it. in your DMs. Next thing you know, I you got no you Disney. Now, I guarantee you happened. that that's what they'll play it off and they'll say, oh, it was it was so disturbing and it was shocking. Something happened. He agreed. Click something. Enough, right? click. Yeah. It, I, I'm telling you now. Yeah. So. This is great. This is this is this, this is, is the way to end a Friday. True. This is a. Yeah. This is all true. This is all true. <laughs> it's all so, true. I'm Disney. looking forward to this bit of theater we get to play. I want to see how Craig Mish kind of wove. I'm a great negotiator. You are you are a good negotiator. I'm a good I, salesman. I can I can I am. I, this is one of my strengths. I worked in sales myself for a few years. I hated it, but I was good at it. But I I, I think I can then, convince people. I got I got to realize I got to kind of I got to read a little bit to sort of feel the character, you know. To, oh, uh, I, I I I went I went down to his level. I no, but I want to know what his like. I got to get into the hacker mindset, you know. Like, how does he talk? What does he think? He, his motivation. Still, he texted me a couple weeks ago. Like, hey, what's up? He's like, I got another athlete you want to see? I'm like, sure. It was some uh, athlete, like a basketball athlete from another country I never heard of. I, this, you could, did you text this guy and find out if he's the guy that got Giannis? I could text him. Yeah, I want confirmation by Monday. But if <laughs> I do, the NBA is going to come after me. They'll be like, oh, we well, talk about get him up then. And then maybe the NBA makes yeah, you know, get involved. This guy's trying to make a living. A thank you package. Making a living, being a hacker. What do I want to get involved in? <laughs> All right, uh, that'll do it for our show. It'll do it for the week. Thanks again to uh, Brett and Danny and Ryan, who are the team on this show for sure. For my co-host, Joe Pizzapia, I'm Craig Mish. We'll catch you on the weekend edition. If not, we'll talk to you Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Have a great weekend, everybody. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.